This podcast was brought to you by Good Episode Productions. Pretty freaking epic. When I'm recording, listen, when I'm recording, you'll know about it. Because <laughs> I'm say. recording, you'll know about it because you can hear me eating um, sausages with mustard. Yeah, mm. because I'm going to send you to podcast prison for making I'm entering... choices on our recording. Actually, uh, it's I'm embracing my Slavic culture and um, you can't take that away from me. Mm-hmm. Yes, Slavic. Very Slavic. I'm it's Slavic just because now. you're blonde. You can't just say you're Slavic because you're blonde. <laughs> yeah. Plenty of people do. <laughs> I know, but you shouldn't. It's, um, that's not why. It's because I'm deeply connected to... You feel very uh, strongly connected to, to your the Slavic Viking roots, identity. Yeah. <laughs> the Viking what's, your favorite, what's your favorite type of Slav? <laughs> the, 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 uh, you've got so many different... Slav. That's a good I one. I think the thing I like about Slavs is there's so many different kinds of them. You've got the Yugo Slavs. You've got the, uh, the other ones, like uh-huh. Russians. Yeah. Uh, Poles. Coleslaw. Uh, That's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got uh, you got the Czechs. I think they count as Slavic. You got the Balances. Sure. Um, the Balances. I was going to say that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, got to be quicker is, than uh, that, Jess. I know. There's, there's Czechers. So there's Go. There's uh, yeah, Backgammon. There's uh, Bowling. Bowling. That's a good one. Bowling. My favorite Slav. Yeah. Now, are we all doing gain leveling? Are we all keeping an eye on our EQs? Oh, yes. Mind your E's and Q's. I don't know anything about sound, <laughs> despite being someone who regularly edits and records podcasts. Um, so, I don't know. What? I don't even Robin, know where to that? see that. No, I know. You can't actually see it on the, yeah. the, on the Audacity, because it's a bad website. website? Yeah, I'm keeping... Ah program keeping my my gain leveling in mind as i uh so as i lift my weights yeah yeah i keep my gain leveling in the gym charles and yeah. i were making all of these jokes before you guys Earlier. joined the call so this but is- we wanted we wanted to like refresh them for the audience well i didn't also, hear it so it doesn't host. count yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so i guess how well, have we all been since we last recorded uh well uh, it says this pit video is paused due to your network connection, so I can't actually see like two thirds of you. I'm That's okay. You don't need to, to see us. That. You just need to hear our dulcet tones. <laughs> I, could, the audience I couldn't does. hear them either. They've, they've come <laughs> well, back in again. Well, that's bullshit, isn't it? Really. <laughs> this is gonna be a great episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been, I've been to another well. continent. You too, Same. I guess, Robin. Oh, the last yeah. the last continent. <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't <laughs> been to Australia, unfortunately. Yeah, just there. Ah, how was that? How was the how was the other continent? Oh, here is the country, the most important one. Uh, the most important. Yeah, country I've been to the land to. of the free. Uh, yeah, okay. They had Do a lot of it? like. I felt so free. They had a lot of Bitcoin ads there, like in okay. real life. They've got a lot of Bitcoin ads here too. Like as London. Well. Mm. well, it's like everyone um, wants a bit of coin. You you drive past. Um, like a hundred abandoned buildings and then there's a big billboard advertising bitcoin where you can store your money in us dollars with a 15 percent annual return and then you drive past more abandoned <laughs> buildings and uh <laughs> sign of the times <laughs> see i haven't seen bitcoin Damn. ads in that much detail there was just like a big like banner that has the, had the image of an ape on it but it wasn't like a bored ape ape right it was just like a regular mm-hmm. photograph of an ape and it said something guy. about like crypto it's more than just a hype 
and then there was another one like another another banner i saw somewhere that it said something like uh, crypto is boring dot 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 say poor people or something like that like <laughs> wow <owned. laughs> poor I mean, people be like the- crypto is boring <laughs> it must is it boring when you lose all your money Mm-hmm. I'm imagining that scene in Mad Men where um, John and Ham is like in front of the, the flip chart and he's there like, I've got it. Have you considered crypto that boring. the only people who think that crypto is boring are people without crypto? You want mm. people to want crypto. So the people who say crypto is boring, they're poor. Once you have your first ape, <laughs> listen, you can't stop. <laughs> Once you ape, you can't stop aping. The thing is that if you have three slurpjuices, you have three different apes. <laughs> no, you have a lot three of people don't get that. that you can use on three different apes, or you can also use multiple ones on the same ape. It's important that and we put that got... across. Mm. Yeah, you Every only ape know about the juices. I'd like to circle back to what Robin was saying. Uh, you're are you really complaining about the environmental storytelling of Argentina? <laughs> <laughs> you're saying it's too obvious. <laughs> I'm saying it's a little bit on the nose. I'm saying it's a bit, a bit on the nose. The Argentinians haven't mastered like subtle, subtle mm. environmental storytelling yet. Yeah, there was a. There's I a, mean, neither is Britain. Let's be honest. No, I don't think there's anywhere a, does. Yeah, you're going giant, through Argentina, uh, and you're like, who designed this Todd Howard? Okay, go on. <laughs> <laughs> there's a giant abandoned. <laughs> We work like oh good, center, which I keep seeing, and it just keeps making me laugh. And it shouldn't be funny because it's, it's quite not funny. funny. But it's, it's a bit is there funny. like is there like ba- like graffiti that's extremely legible on like the low poly wall textures that are like uh don't dead economy inside. Yeah, something? it says we won't work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Everywhere yeah. except it's all in Spanish. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know what that is in mm. Spanish. I was gonna try and say something offensive, but I've decided not to. <laughs> Have you been to the continent before, Robin, or is that your first time? No, it's my first time. Yeah, because so for me it was the first time, first. and I'm like, it just. Uh, you'd think it feels. You'd think it's like a big step to go to a different continent, but it's like mm. I don't know the whole like magnitude of like how far away that is. It just never sank in. Like I'm back. No, I'm no, back you're just in a place. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. Insane. it's just you. You just kind of sleep like shit for like two days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I kind mm. of. It's it's very much like um, it's like because it's it's really I think trying to be both Europe and New York at the same time. Mm. So mm. the vibe is like pretty recognizable. <laughs> everything is just like a lot bigger. Like everything is bigger. Yeah. In Texas, it's like, it's not everything is bigger, but everything is, like, farther away. Like, all the buildings are really flat, and there's just, like, like, huge, like, highways in between them. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's America. America is just, you're expected to drive everywhere, and everywhere is, like, impossible to get to unless you have a car. Yeah, which was fun, because, like, Caroline's car broke down on, like, the third day. Yeah! Uh, (laughs) I have the slight advantage of, again... It's trying Iconic. to be Europe, so the trains here yeah. are pretty are pretty good, actually. Pretty cheap. Yeah, but, it, like, the car broke down, and then we went to San Antonio, uh, and then, like, there we just took the bus everywhere, and it was really nice. Like, you didn't have to, like, go into the overheated car, like, all the time, you know? <laughs> you did have to wait for the bus a little bit, but it was 
there was like at least AC inside. So that's nice. Did um did a guy with a big hat walk in with two guns on his hip and he shot them in the air and he went yeehaw? Yeah. Or did he slap his constantly. cowboy boot? Yeah. Mm. I did. I did get a cowboy hat. Um, yeah, cowboy era. <laughs> I didn't get cowboy boots or anything because it was too damn hot. Mm, yeah, why do they wear those boots when it's so fucking hot there? Like, don't their feet get sweaty? This is the question. You'd think so. Oh, a big, like a cowboy getting off his horse and he's got like... He's wearing cowboy this, sandals. He's wearing cowboy sandals and still have spurs on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cow- <laughs> cowboy like shorts, cowboy sandals, yeah. Yeah. If you're a cowboy, you just wear yeah, just, it and it's uh, a cowboy thing, you know what I mean? He's wearing linen like, chaps. Yeah. <laughs> I was this watching like high cowboy noon. Why do you think... Why do you think the arseless chaps were invented? It's so they could keep cool. Keep your cheeks like nice <laughs> yeah. and really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't want. They were later ass. later adopted by like the fetish community. That's that's the one point of ventilation they get. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching High Noon on the plane, and uh, Gary Cooper's assless chaps. No, that's not what I was going to talk about. <laughs> I, 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 I was think thinking that they're all like so overdressed, like for like how hot it looks. Like, there's yeah. just these guys, like, every Western has these guys who just, like, sit on the porch all day and just look. And they're either the bad guys, like, they're either the bad guys waiting for the main bad guy to come back. Or they're just, like, some, just, like, some dudes who are, like, whose main thing is to react to things. Mm, well, they have to sit on the porch and work on their wrinkles. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like on the other on the other hand, they didn't have like phones or anything. So yeah, <laughs> sitting on the porch was all you could do back then. They didn't have yeah. uh, TikTok or Call of Duty or uh, I don't know what do the kids play now? Dead Fortnite. by Daylight. Uh, do they still play Ro- Fortnite? Roblox. Roblox, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wild that Roblox has come back. What is it? I thought. Uh, is it just blocks? It's a bit like online Lego, I think. Yeah. Okay, that's 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 nice. It's Isn't like Minecraft, Minecraft, I guess. I mean, yeah, I think it's older than Minecraft. Oh, they look like Lego. Okay. Yeah, it's like Minecraft, but for babies, like for like for even. It does look a lot like Minecraft. Now I'm looking. Damn, at pretty it. judgy, Janusz. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Say that. Oh, babies are I mean, playing Minecraft Roblox. Is, They're not mature. Minecraft is for babies as well. Like it's for. No, it's not. You know, Minecraft is for special ba- babies and a, <laughs> babies and our friend Emmanuel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Minecraft is for gifted and talented students who realise yeah. that like they, they have too many uh, too many expectations set up for them in life, so they withdrew into their digital worlds. I think you'll find that I don't want to play violent games where I have to shoot people. I'd rather rather be no. creative and really really expand my architectural understanding through the through the medium of Minecraft. Yeah. There's still like the creamers coming out every night or whatever they're called. Creep, creepers, the cre- creepers. Did you say this? <laughs> now that's when when I play Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you know I'm lo- you know I'm looking out for the creamers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know she's been accidentally playing a porn parody version of Minecraft the whole time. It's just called something terrible like Minecum. Yeah. Yeah, I bought it in like. Uh, I went to the GameStop and I wanted to buy a Minecraft, but it was too expensive. And I was like, as I was like turning the corner, there was like this shady guy who was like, hey, I can, can give I you can. Minecraft for free. It's called Mineshaft. <laughs> yes, Mineshaft. I mean, that's just, it's just, yeah. That's just an actual thing. There is. Yeah, that's just like a thing. A <laughs> yeah, Mineshaft is, is just a thing. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> it's probably what you get if you buy a, buy a copy of Minecraft out of the same machine that you get your uh, travel push machine yeah, yeah. from. Yeah. Your travel, your travel pushy. Germany. <laughs> travel machine. Meine travel pushy. Mein Schaft. Oh, mein Schaft. Okay. Should we talk about Terry Pratchett? Yeah. Yeah, I read this book about a month ago. <laughs> Same, well, I, did, I, I read, read it today. Some of it today. Yeah, me too. Um, um, and I never read best. before the day we record because I know us too well at this point. Well. Another Discworld novel, which once again features one of the more familiar characters of the Discworld, Samuel Vines. Mm-hmm. Sam Vines. Uh, he most decidedly doesn't save the world. What he does do is give the world time to save itself which is very much more of a, a Discworld way of doing things. Sam Vines is not gifted with a huge intellect. It's absolutely right for Sam Vines. Trolls and dwarves and vampires. Discworld way of doing things. Lord Bethanari. Vines finds himself in the same circumstances. Can I really trust you? I've trusted you up till now. Discworld way of doing things. Hello and welcome back to Who Watches the Watch, a Discworld podcast where we read books by Terry Pratchett and we talk about them kind of in a way, if you think about it, sort of. Um, I'm your host Chaz and you know what, I'm, I would I would like to wrestle with a werewolf just a little bit, just a little bit, just, just a little, just a little bit. bit of wrestling, yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm your host, Robin, and as a bisexual, I love giving a little bit of myself to all kinds of people, which is why this Pride Month, I'm partnering with Igor as a proud organ donor. <laughs> yes! Let's go. I'm Janosh, and it's too damn hot. <laughs> Remember that bit we did a year ago when it was too damn hot? Well, it's, oh, it's really yeah. hot again, so... Mm-mm. It's a perfectly acceptable temperature at the moment. It's about 18... <laughs> Yeah, it's 36 it's right degrees here. here. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is I went, too damn we, hot. I, I've dug in the 40 degrees in Germany once, and I uh, sounds uh, fun. I got heat exhaustion. It was fun. Um, oh, oh, heat yeah, exhaustion. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Um, great podcasting. Uh I'm your host, George, and uh, I'm going to talk about Al-Qaeda a normal amount this episode, <laughs> thanks to feedback from uh, one certain listener. <laughs> yeah, Rowan, Rowan came to visit me and was like, George does talk about the Middle East on every single episode of He Watches the Watch for some reason. He's our international correspondent. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to the Middle East once, <laughs> when I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> Which gives you never almost left. as much right to talk about it as most British columnists. So why stop there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, and I'm not racist about it, so it's probably fine. Yeah, Rowan is our Rowan is our to the to the to the listeners who are not in the know. Rowan is our good friend who was like maybe the first person who, to give us ten uh, euros a month on Patreon. That's how you uh, become our friend. Does it, and that's how money. that's how you get to hang out with two of our hosts in person. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a paid for service. Um, <laughs> Mm. I used to feel a little, a little like, wow, are you sure you want to give that much, Rowan? But then uh, he came to visit uh, Chairs, and I met up with him, 
and they explained to me what knotting was on the SS Great Britain. So <laughs> I feel it's deserved now. Yeah, the, to, to really get an idea of the scene, we're like, I think we're pointing at something and it says knotting and I'm like, haha, knotting. And George is like, what does this mean? And then me and Rowan explain knotting to him for like 10 minutes. Um, Any listening on the SS Great Britain? Means, um, I thoroughly encourage you to look it up. Yeah, put um, knotting into Google. Yeah, and it's um, not going to come up. It you have to... It's perfectly family friendly. I think what I think if you Google knotting, you're just going to get like some like. It's to do with to keeping pets. Yeah, it's gonna. It's to do with having pets. So just Google animals knotting. Yeah. And then... <laughs> I'm doing. A, I'm doing a fairy parody of um, Notting Hill. Yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> It, it comes from it comes from ancient Greece, so you have to Google Notting Omega. That would be a better version of Notting Hill, I think. <laughs> Notting Hill. Can you imagine being stuck to Hugh Grant for like an hour? Yeah. <laughs> God. In the time that you're knotted together, you're like, damn, this Notting Hill really doesn't reflect the uh, ethnic makeup of the area. <laughs> Wow, there's nothing here that's really been gentrified. Um, Hugh Grant's here? Yeah. Okay. Well. That's a good start. Welcome back to the podcast. Speaking of uh, wolves. Speaking of wolves and knotting and the fact that Angua definitely had sex with a wolf. Um, She's allowed. Which everyone made fun of me for saying, but it's true that she did. I and mean, it's canonical. She, I think it's certainly implied. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. it is implied that Angua has sex with a wolf. And I I don't know if that's valid of her, but I guess... I think it's fine. We can't judge. Um, I think if you're a werewolf, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. There you go, werewolf. You're allowed. You're allowed. That's right. If it's you become not- a werewolf, you can have sex with animals. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. You know that You know that memes that, like, don't worry, it's not racist if it's against the Italians or something? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just, don't worry, it's not it's bestiality not if you're a werewolf. Yeah, you're allowed to... It's always if you're part, fine. Look, if you're part Italian, you're allowed to fuck an Italian. You're still not. <laughs> it's the rules. <laughs> You still shouldn't do it. There's a thing on Love Island this year where, like, four of the contestants are, like, either Italian or part Italian, and it's really stressing me out. Italian on Love Island. That's just Italians. I mean, they just turn up and they're like, we're Italian, and you're like, I know. Well, now it's it's my problem, you know. Yeah. (laughs) So this week we we read The Fifth Elephant, uh, a book by Terry Pratchett, uh, part three. We've finished it now. Yes. Um, Yay, what it a is. good book. I guess this we'll one, do a This one took yeah, us good 3 book. months. This oh is probably God. the longest book. This is the longest book we've ever read in time it took for us to read, not in actual length, but maybe in actual length. It's quite long. I, I don't think. think it's maybe it has been the longest. I don't know. I can't think of a longer one. Um but yeah, we all we all liked it, I assume. I liked I, it. I thought I it was good. It. I, I think it. this is my favorite. I which I've been saying like this whole time, but uh, it's so it's one of my favorites, definitely. Yeah, it has yeah. every time real uh... good themes. It's just very like we said this last week. Last week, <laughs> <laughs> um, we said this last time. Yeah, um, last week we recorded last, last week. Last week it? when we recorded and released the episode. Um, yeah, uh, I think we said last time that it is like one of the most thematically just well put together and realized. Um, in a lot of ways, yeah. Like and we it, had it no idea if it's gonna nail a lot less. Or not. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm. It feels a lot less random and a lot more structured and a lot more thought through than maybe some of his other books. Even some of the other Watch books still have a sort of, you know, the, the structure maybe doesn't work that well as a mystery, whereas this one definitely, I think, works yeah. Works good. Does good. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's the it best one so well. far. Like, definitely the best Watch one. Uh... Mm. <laughs> it's Tell just... You. I don't know, and it feels I've like... High favor. It, it does feel kind of like a... Like a like a season finale for the watch, I guess, in a way, like the way, mm, yeah. uh, the way it, you know, it brings, it brings a good like it brings the characters at the end to, to like a good place to like a good yeah. place, yeah. <laughs> if you think the end about of it, the book. end of every book is like <laughs> it's a season, season finale. finale. <laughs> yeah, if you think about it, <laughs> if you think about it, I think this I mean there's only like I do know I know what you mean though. Yeah. I mean there's only I think two other watch books after this there's night watch oh there's night watch okay three there's night watch yeah no that makes sense actually because i think night watch i i sort of think is this one i think this one night watch and thud are a sort of very good trilogy of like vimes changing and becoming a dad and sort of having to develop a lot as a character and sort of yeah. re-understand himself and i think the books are sort of I don't know, they just feel very serious in a way that maybe they didn't before, even when they were still quite serious with, like, Feet of Clay and stuff, but they're definitely a lot darker, I think, with those three. Mm. Um, yeah. No, I, I this one really takes I'm a turn. Yeah, but, yeah, no, but... This... Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and it's stuck with for, for a while after this. Yeah. Yeah, but this yeah. is really the start of that. Like, this is Vimes finding out he's going to be a dad, <laughs> and killing a guy <laughs> um, once you once you pop the vimes kills people with his bare hands uh, you just can't yeah. stop yeah <laughs> yeah he goes like for this last section of the book he just goes like completely berserk like he goes yeah he goes guts berserk um <laughs> in in the last in the last third i mean he's put under a lot of stress to be fair like he he's is. in a really he's in a stressful position i think it's understandable um, he is, yeah. There's a lot happening to him here. Yeah. Too much, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. how, do, how do you want to talk about Running this? Running entirely wanna... on, like, autonomic adrenaline. Yeah. I'm going to put out, I don't think he'd really survive this in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he would have died. Unrealistic. Servicens, ding. Bad book. Yeah, bad book. <laughs> Awful. Um... Yeah, because there's there's so many there's so many plot threads I think that run through this that really tie together just the whole thesis about politics and power and that sort of and how it's presented in that region that I think is just really really well done, really good. I love Lady Margalotta turning up at random moments and just like <laughs> nudging the plot along, kind of like a sort of Deus Ex vampire. Yeah, kind kind of like vampire uh, ex machina. Yeah. You'd you'd almost think she's like she's like the veterinary of Ubavat. Mm, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> much to think about. Which is funny, really, because her relationship to Vimes is very similar, or feels sort of. Obviously, they don't have the established relationship, but it feels like a similar sort of her doing things to him and him sort of reluctantly accepting the things yeah. that have been done to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I love that it's still a regular Julia Roberts. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to change those. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> I just... <laughs> <laughs> it's bad uh, This is a visual medium. This is an image of... We're talking about Robin making a photo edit where they put a K in front of Notting Hill. Um... <laughs> And also, uh, uh, what would you describe this? <laughs> I've replaced Hugh Grant <laughs> smirking with uh, somebody posing cutely in a in a fur suit. It's a very good. This image. is good. <laughs> Some people from my union follow me on Twitter, and I've suddenly become like way more self conscious about the things I tweet, and I find, I'm finding it very stressful. <laughs> I don't think you should be self conscious, uh, Chess. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you should should, should like, I should I retweet this nutting joke? If, uh, yeah, and just like, yeah, okay, good. <laughs> yes, I'll do that. You should listen. If they can't stand the chaz, they, they get out of the chaz chin. If, uh... <laughs> yeah, I uh, accidentally clicked on George's face, and it said you can't remove this participant. So I accidentally <laughs> tried to accidentally tried to remove George from the chat. Um. Yeah. Fuck you. Mm. <laughs> get good. See, I said we hated each other. Yeah, I can't um, remove you either. So. I uh, can so. pin George to the to my main screen, so. Oh, there we go. That's good. Watch out. <laughs> it's good to have any of we you. We could have George in focus. Yeah. Okay. How do we? How do we want to talk about this? this uh, it's book? good. Well, we've got themes. We've got three big themes. We've got uh, themes. We got characters. We got facts. We got all of them. Yeah. Do you want to go through by character storyline rather than like chronological i mean it's know? like vimes has a big like especially in this last third it's like mostly vimes and it's all, mostly the other, vimes. all the other character stories like kind of tie into that i guess mm, yeah mm. okay so i guess well first of all we'll talk about vimes's great uh <laughs> russian wilderness adventure <laughs> vimes is very very chill normal day Vimes is he very really bad, he, look, very stressful day. Once we, when we got to the, when we got to that the end of the book where he's like, "I'm taking a vacation," I like genuinely teared up because this man has gone through so much. <laughs> <laughs> he's so tired. He's so tired for like the last third of this book. He's like, "Please, I haven't slept. I don't know what's happening. My brain isn't working." And I'm like, "Oh, someone just let him sleep. Someone just tuck him into bed and let him have a good night's rest." You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. so Vimes, Vimes wakes up in jail, as we mentioned at the end of last week, um, and he manages to escape, although someone's put a crossbow, like the scary sneaky crossbow, under his pillow, and he d- he's a bit suspicious of it, so he doesn't use it. Uh, he manages to climb out of a mineshaft by going up some some wooden steps. He goes, he escapes out of the Dark Knight Rises mineshaft. Mineshaft? <laughs> um, <laughs> the mineshaft. I guess it... <laughs> Mineshaft. Mineshaft. That's going to be the episode title now. Mineshaft. <laughs> yeah, he nearly falls down. Da- he falls down a bit and it- it's very painful, but he's saved by Lady Margolotta who floats him to the top and is like, I was never here. You escaped. Vimes. Don't even worry about it. Vimes in this in this whole scene like takes a big mouthful of, of soup and then picks up the crossbow and thinks to himself, I will never kill a man. Um, <laughs> he puts it back down. I would never deliberately yes, go promptly, out of my way to kill a guy. <laughs> and then he promptly like walks out of the uh, out of the mine shaft. And as I've been playing Doom again, 
uh, he walks right into the berserk power-up and rips people apart with his bare hands while bunny hopping <laughs> across the landscape of Uberfeld. Um, I don't know what that game is. I only play intellectual games like Minecraft, so... Uh, it's actually very intellectual. You have to Charles know exactly where to shoot Elder the demons Scroll with a big shotgun. Very well. I do only play Elden Scroll. Um, mm. it's, oh, it's yeah, Elden Scroll. Re- whatever. Elden Scrolls. I want... <laughs> I want the next Doom game to be scored entirely by Steely Dan. I think it would be good. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. I think you should tell a, someone. A vibe un, unmatched so far by anyone. Mm. I want the I next that would be good. Doom game to take place on a, a desert planet. Mmm, uh, Dune. <laughs> Doom. Yeah. Doom, Maracas Desert Planet. <laughs> uh, I think the next Doom should uh, take place in Milson Keynes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how I, I feel I when I'm in that would be good. MK Dooms. Yeah, MK Doom. <laughs> um, <this is> so <laughs> stupid. Traps overnight in. Um, it's, <laughs> it's like uh, what's that? What was that fucking game that everyone was playing for ages? Where you had you were like you had to survive a night. Survive uh, five nights at Freddy's, but you're five you're stuck after a. You have to survive five a, nights. It's in the name. Stuck in <laughs> Melton Keynes for five nights after a My Chemical Romance concert. Five nights at Melton Keynes is a really good idea for a game. <laughs> Trapped there after My first Chemical by, Romance concert. First by Emos, and then second night by MK Don's fans, and then by uh-huh. um, middle class moms like, in Lancaster yeah. trying to run you over. I was going to say, just the residents of Melton Keynes is probably the scariest <laughs> thing to, to imagine. <laughs> I then do. I'm, five nights at Milton Keynes, you open the door and it's just Gerard Way and his like mm. eyeliner staring at you. One of the other members what of the. But if you, what uh, if you spend, uh, spend, uh, spend a few, uh, you know, you stay in uh, in the in the scary hotel uh, with your uh, werewolf BF. Um, oh no! Uh, called that five nights at Freddy's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hotel is called Freddy's. You gotta stay connected for the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> you see, if I if I worked at Freddy's, I would simply um, <laughs> simply not. I would leave. Simply install more doors when when uh, when I when it was day. I would call my union and be like, "This has got to be some sort of violation of something." <laughs> <laughs> this is breaking some sort of law I don't know if there's a specific one but it's got to relate to something <laughs> I'm walking around during the daytime and beating the shit out of like Freddy Fazbear with a wrench I, there's got to be a better way come on now <laughs> yeah you could just wrap them with chains like just before the sun goes down you know easy mm, people do that to me all the time so Vimes is on the run from werewolves uh, because basically he gets out of this mineshaft and um, he gets to the top and Wolfgang and his friends are hanging out and they're like, listen, here's the, here's, the, here's the sitch. We have this game that we run. It's very normal and fair. And if you manage to escape is it by sunrise, then we let you go and we give you gold. But if we catch you, then we're going to eat you. Um, I think it's, he just has to get to a certain place. Once he gets there, he's safe. Yeah, I think... Is it Bonk that he has to get to Bionk? Yes. yes. But he's not allowed to enter any sort of habitation before then. Yeah. Because he's found a hot spring. First of all, he's he's in a hot spring. So he's also just wearing his pants. He's not, like, wearing clothes or anything. Yeah, and then he just goes on the run. 
Mm. is a yeah. good... He just has a light morning jog. He goes for a run. His underwear is frozen, which sounds very <laughs> uncomfortable and is it chafing him so very bad. badly. <laughs> um, he keeps he... thinking about uh, what the symptoms of heart, of heart attacks uh, are. Mm-hmm. Um, this is me when I have to run five miles. Yeah. Um, I'm like, well, this is obviously impossible and will kill anyone who tries <laughs> to do it. Um, <laughs> It's but true. he runs into every single Chekhov play uh, in one, which are three sisters who live in a in a house, and do you get it? There's three of them. There's three sisters. There's three they sisters. have a cherry. They also have a cherry orchard that they want to chop really? down, and also they all want to move back to Bianc, and also they have the gloomy trousers of Uncle Vanya. So it's just it's like every Chekhov play. There's no seagulls, but maybe. Um. Uh, Chekhov's, yeah. Chekhov's play. Chekhov's, Chekhov's, Chekhov's women. Chekhov's <laughs> You yeah. have a play in the first. They've got a uh, third of. They've a got play. a doll's house. Uh, Romeo and Juliet are there. David There's a salesman who dies. Mm, uh, yes, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, um, and then like an inspector calls, which is actually Vimes, I suppose. Vimes is the inspector who calls. Yeah, Vimes meets these three women and he's like, here's how you all killed this servant girl. And then he disappears like he was never there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah. oh, who was that guy? Yeah. And then another inspector comes up like two minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. Tantony. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I, I was say, in that play, I simply wouldn't have killed the servant girl. Yeah, yeah I would have been nice. would have been kind. I, w- I, I would have been nicer <laughs> and it would have happened. <laughs> I would have just been human into, like, kindness. <laughs> It yeah. runs into like two guys, and they're like, uh, "We're we're waiting for this other. We're waiting for we're uh, waiting for um, Om. Waiting for Om. Waiting for Om. Waiting I for Om. Wouldn't have waited for him in the first place. I would have left and gone on. Yeah. I would just not get buried up to my neck in sand. Yeah, exactly. I would not be in a dustbin or like buried or in any sort of unfortunate circumstance. I wouldn't be in a surreal situation you know mm. what you know what i mean mm-hmm. if someone's about to put me in a situation that would be sort of surreal i would simply I'd be like, avoid no thank situation. you yeah you never catch me I, in simply situation. W- I would just i would never pay three pennies to get into the opera that's too much <laughs> free or nothing half penny yeah yeah so that so, so that happens that happens um, <laughs> Uh, it's, it's all very stressful because he, he's really being chased by these wolves and he sort of believes he's going to die and he's very tired and sort of running on pure survival instinct at this point. Uh, he does a bunch of shit. He gets into the the river. He goes down a waterfall. He climbs a tree. He does all this shit. And eventually, you know, he's hitting them with like branches and he's doing all right. But, you know... He's pretty sure he's gonna die. Mm, they are well. He lures um, them into a barn and sets it on fire. Yeah, but they <laughs> he goes but John they, get, Wick. they get out. Yeah, because Wolfgang's like, listen, wolves would just die, but werewolves can just like open the door of the barn and then just like walk out. So it didn't quite didn't quite work. Uh, but it was a good idea, and it slowed them down. Um, yeah, and eventually he's hiding in this tree, and then suddenly it's Carrot and Angua. They're here with a bunch of wolves, mm-hmm. and they they save the day. And everything is fine from now on. Yeah. And Vimes is like, hey, that's, um, that's the end. Angua and, and that wolf, uh, they, what's, hey, oh what's, the, what's the situation there? 
you normal about this? And Carrot's like, what? What do you mean? He's like, I'm surprisingly <laughs> normal I, about this, actually. I don't I don't understand. Uh, he is a very nice wolf man who Angua is old friends with. And Vines is like, I... Mm, I'm just like, is, yeah? that wolf's, uh, is that wolf's dick uh, normal? <laughs> is it gonna, what, is that, what is that even? How does that work? Just out of curiosity. Carrot's like, yes, it is normal. I am being normal about this. We are all good friends today. <laughs> I'm not a terrifying quite psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> this is like this is really like peak scary carrot, I think this book. It's really like carrot is most unnerving. Yeah. Um yeah. there's a great bit here where they're sitting around the campfire and Vimes notes that Angua comes to sit with them and sits exactly halfway between Gavin the wolf and Carrot and I'm just it's so deranged. Well that's so yeah. deranged Terry why <laughs> Well, it's about the transformation of man. <laughs> it's uh it's the love triangle, yeah. It's uh it's about fucking a wolf. It's about, it's about <laughs> fucking a wolf. <laughs> um yeah. what happens after that? They We head to the tower. Yes. Uh, the oh. cracks tower. Vimes Briefly, Vimes gets sad. Going sicko mode. <laughs> yeah, the sicko mode is really bubbling beneath the surface here. Um it's all building. Um he goes back to the embassy and he sees Tantony, and Tantony is all like, yeah, I thought it was wrong that they imprisoned you because I saw you save the king, and, you know. But he's also like... It, I feel I've been told to lock you up and kill you on sight, but that feels wrong. I don't I know. I have been following orders, and Vimes is like, you are tiny, watch this. And then he tells Detritus <laughs> to shoot him in the head, and Detritus <laughs> is like, what? <laughs> of course I'm not going to do that. And he's like, ha see? ha See, he doesn't do what he's told. That's what happens in my police force. Um, <laughs> and only his police force. And only our police force. Yeah, yeah, police are good, actually. Yeah, and uh, but he finds that Sybil has been taken to hang out with the werewolf von Überwalds, um, and he gets really pissed off, and he's like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go get mad. Meanwhile, Sybil has been hanging out with Serafina and the, and the gang, and she finds Serafina extremely boring and annoying and, and kind of hates her and racist. And she's like, I like dwarves. What's what's up with this woman? She's just kind of a bitch. Um, I do think so she excuses herself. Yeah. I do think that's like a, a, inter- a really interesting scene from Sybil's perspective. Yeah. Um, just to get a little bit mm. deeper on this bit. Because there's a the bit where um, Sybil's like thinking about the way that Lady Seraphine talks about dwarves as subhuman, but she also says like Seraphine simply assumed that Sybil would naturally agree with her stupid opinions because she was a lady. And I just thought yeah. that was very interesting. That was very like, hmm. Mm. It's, it's I wonder if some of this is about class interests. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well like when racists say racist things to you expect and you're and because Think you're white they're just... and they're like and you're like Dude, I don't agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a racist. <laughs> so we yeah. get some great stuff here. Yeah. Uh, even even better stuff later. Well, it's that whole thing of like everyone, she didn't have a nice time at school because she was like big and kind and everyone assumed that meant that she was also stupid and deaf. Yeah. Um, and she's like, Fuck you, and she she sort of escapes out of the uh, out of the window, which is pretty good. It's pretty mm-hmm. good. She's taking action. She has agency. She's making decisions. She's going her own way. She's a well-rounded yeah. actual character who is a person, which mm. is mm-hmm. 
it's, it's always nice to see. It's always nice to see in a fantasy book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so how's the uh, how's the Patrick Rothfuss? <laughs> we haven't even started the book. We just okay. did an episode where we remembered the last book, and uh, it made okay. me mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I'm excited to listen to it. Yeah, yeah I love I, I love that it. podcast. It's gonna be the second. The Wise Man's Fear is one thousand one hundred pages long. <laughs> For some reason, I have it. I don't know if it's my brother's, but I've just like it's just like turned up in my bookshelf, which feels like that's, serendipitous. Yeah, that's what Patrick's books uh, turn. So to maybe do. maybe I should read it. I don't know. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> no, you shouldn't do that. Just listen to the podcast instead. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's going to be good. Mm. Maybe we're all going to be Maybe it'll right. be good. I don't think you are. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to like it. No. I don't, th- I don't think we're going to like it. Um, um, but this is a much better book will. than that. So this, this is a good book. Um, I genuinely don't think Patrick Rothfuss's book even passes the Bechdel test, um, <laughs> which is, you know, for a book that's like 800 pages long, like the first book, I genuinely don't remember if there's two female characters who ever talk to each other. I don't think there's any they, in the same scene as each other. There's his mom who dies, <laughs> yeah. there's the, and then all of the other girls don't know each other. They just are in their own yeah. separate. This is a whole different discussion yeah um listen yeah. this is this harkens back to the old days being held prisoner the by a woman so this is how you do it that's like, the most up. that's the most feminist thing that you can do in a book <laughs> is have one woman do something terrible to another woman um that's feminism i'm kind of hot my, while we're view. at it i'm kind of i'm kind <laughs> of hot <laughs> if one woman is a nazi werewolf <laughs> and mm. the other is a pregnant duchess yeah, we love an evil milf <laughs> 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 we do. Um, it's so hot when her son is a fascist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and her yeah, husband well. is a dog. <laughs> her husband is just like a, a literal dog all of the time. This is this is what would happen if Angua married Gavin, the, the wolf. <laughs> yeah. It would be just like this. Yeah. So she she manages to escape, but meanwhile Vimes is turned up at the door and he's pissed. And he gets to try to fire his scary, huge siege crossbow for the first time, which is very exciting. Um, <laughs> and it basi- basically all the arrows like explode in midair and creates like a huge, scary fireball that just destroys the front door, uh, which it rules. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, he's basically created a sort of missile launcher. Um, yeah. yeah. Five spends the rest yeah. of the book trying to get to try just to not fire it again. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you cannot fire at it in it in an enclosed space, and he's like, well, it won't be enclosed after it. Enclosed fire. It's so fun. It's just a great recurring bit. I love to try this. It's uh, crossbow. It's good. Yeah, yeah. it's big. Oh, it culturally, the peacemaker. The peacemaker. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to fire it. <laughs> Yeah, politics. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah. So they they get in. They have like a slight confrontation with the Uvalds. He's like, "Where's where's my wife?" She's like, "Your wife is resting." He's like, "Give me my wife. give me my wife. wife. My wait, wife. Wait. My wife." I think they just find her. She finds them, and then they all. Start, she's escaped. Yeah, cause she's escaped. So they she finds them. They all start backing out. Because Angua's like, don't turn your back on them. 
and everything is like they're gonna get out and it's gonna be fine except then sergeant tantony turns up because he's been shamed by vimes into like taking action and he's like trying to arrest wolfgang yeah, um, vimes is like have you heard of the, the rule of law mm. <laughs> and he's like damn what a good idea <laughs> let's do that mm-hmm. so he tries to arrest wolfgang wolfgang like cuts him up a bit carrot's like now is my time to shine and tries to like do fisticuffs with Wolfgang the werewolf. That's um, like a, did who, that come up earlier, or did he invent it in like the last third of this book? No, it does come up earlier. Okay. I feel like yeah, he said it before. He, yeah, I think it's in the second. Yeah, he, he mentioned mentions the what does he call it? The, the Marquis de Fantaylor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Fontaine. Like, Obviously, a, the Queensbury a joke rules. About Queensbury rules. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, see, it was a thing where I was like, I'm sure this is a reference, reference to a real life thing that mm. exists, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, Queensbury Rules yeah. is supposed to be like how you're supposed to have like a gentlemanly fight. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it was the first sort of boxing code. Mm. It was about wearing gloves yeah. and uh, knockdowns, uh, like being knocked out and whatnot. Terry has a real axe to grind here with that guy. Nothing below the belt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, there's no such thing as fair play when it comes to a real fight. Um, though I do think the whole like mm. fucking Queensbury rules was not meant to be for real fights it was just literally meant yeah. to be for like competitive boxing yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you have but, but yeah he, he's like you can't have a fair fight when it's a real life or death fight and Carrot gets his arm immediately broken really horribly yeah it's so uh, painful to read like it like, yeah. makes a crunch sound and then he yeah. keeps like Wolfgang like keeps like pushing yeah, so the whole thing then, of like, uh, hey, if you're fighting with someone who is like a fascist, you uh, don't yeah. pull those punches, buddy. To be fair, I don't think he is. I think he's like hitting him really hard, but he's just like a dude who's very strong, and Wolfgang is like a, a superhuman werewolf um, who can't die ex- unless a, like extremely specific <laughs> circumstances happen. Um, werewolf Jim Nazi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. literally. He's like he the, is. He's like um. He's like the golden one. Yeah, that's the what I was one. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that guy. Everyone has. Yeah. I haven't thought of the golden one in like literally four years. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, he's back, baby, and he's in this Terry Pratchett book. <laughs> um. <laughs> a fucking moron. Yeah. yeah. What a guy. He was just like the go-to. The go-to like weird nazi that you could laugh at enough for left tube for a while when they yeah. do like reaction videos <laughs> it's like well, let's lighten things up and have this insane swedish nazi yeah now there's nothing yes. to laugh about anymore yeah no. now i have no laughter left in my body <laughs> no. that was the last funny guy we had now it's just like the cute <laughs> now the it's cute the serious guys up at like the january 6th and stuff like that like it's still pretty funny to be it's still pretty funny <laughs> Um, yeah, but they put him in prison. They cancelled him just for. They cancelled him. No, just for breaking into a government building. That's rude. Well, that was the best um, thing he's done. Yeah, that was yeah. really like great piece of artwork. Um, yeah. yeah. So they <laughs> remember when the Carrie... Pogchamp guy like supported the insurrections and then yeah, uh, I do. <laughs> Pogchamp is cancelled since then. This is why the this is why the internet is not real and should be like destroyed <laughs> in some way. <laughs> Because it's too stupid. And like every time something stupid happens, I'm like, I can't cope with this anymore. This is stressing me out. Like Dasha becoming a Catholic and then like trying to cancel the Pope for not being Catholic enough. It's just been very stressful. 
Mm. I can't. I can't cope with being on yeah, the, the internet. Pope I think it's, some, it was a mistake. The Pope posted some yeah. deranged shit about how God can make himself tiny like a bread morsel, uh, <laughs> and that's why you need to open up your heart so you can take him in. Which is deranged, okay. but then like a bunch of Catholics sort of like were nothing. like, "No, he is big. How dare you?" <laughs> I, I thought that the sounds, issue that was like that people had a melt. Did you see Louise Mensch having a meltdown about the Pope as well? Yeah, because he tweeted, like, war is bad. Um, mm. yeah. <laughs> and she was like, actually, was it's like, glorious. NATO is partially to blame. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a normal time online. I love to log in to my socials and see mm. things on the internet. It really fills me with the joy of the season. Silly little computer. Yeah. I feel, I feel like maybe... We shouldn't have uh, a business model that tricks everyone into producing content in a way that exposes everyone to sort of the worst foibles and neuroses of humanity that mm. amplify. Okay, enough about our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what if I think it's funny? What then? It's funny. That is fun. I don't know what you're talking about because every time you're like, want to retweet an article uh, or like quote tweet it Twitter, Twitter yeah. asks you if you have actually read it so they're taking and I never and I never will <laughs> there's the, Twitter is doing their best to stop misinformation yeah, the headline, you, the if you really want to retweet that they don't do understand really that sometimes that? the headline is funny enough like when the Guardian put out a piece where Kistama said stop calling me boring <laughs> I don't want to know what that article had to say the headline is funny enough. <laughs> I don't. So I don't want to listen to what Kirstama has to say about it because he's so boring. He's so so boring. I don't want to hear about it. The funniest instance um, was when when I I retweeted something like uh, Waluigi deserves better or like he lies. Walu- it's, it was like something very dramatic about Waluigi and Twitter asked if I have actually read that article. <laughs> was that the Waluigi article? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might want to be careful what you say about him. You don't know what he's. I will not. I will through. not be careful. <laughs> Before, before uh, yeah. you comment on Waluigi, have you considered Waluigi's feelings? Did you know Waluigi yeah, supported the January 6th insurrections? <laughs> taken to UK libel court by Waluigi. Yeah. <laughs> if Waluigi was British, he would try and sue you for libel. Waluigi is canonically British. Did you know that? I didn't. That explains really? a lot. Look it up. I will. Waluigi. <laughs> Well, he, he, the thing is, he's Italian. He's 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 Italian by birth, but he's British by 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 na- by marriage. So what you have to search is Luigi tying what? the knot. Um, you could just shorten uh-huh. it to Luigi knot if you want. Yeah. Does this ad Wait. seemingly confirm that well, Luigi is British? <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm also Googling Waluigi British now. Is Waluigi British? One would assume that the dastardly duel is a hail from Italy, but Waluigi's outfit seems to say that he has British roots. His outfit? (laughs) Oh, he's been caught dressing British. (laughs) Oh, you've been... Oh, he's dressing British. Some great ad comes up here. Hmm. When asked whether Waluigi was a brother to Wario, Martinet stated that while he did not know, he felt that they were just two nice evil guys who found each other. I don't think Luigi's evil. (laughs) That's nice. They found each other. No, I mean, of course he's evil. He's called Waluigi. Oh, Waluigi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, Waluigi you and Wario are apparently not related. They're just, they're just mean. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm anyway, really so but Mario and Luigi are related. <laughs> we're, we're Robin. Weird. We're Robin. It says that. Well, Ma- 
Uh, the only reason is actually Mario's parasitic twin. That they, yeah. they excise to. It's why he's thinner. Ah, interesting. Mm. They they so, had a they had a third. There was a triplet, but they consumed him in the womb. In the womb, yeah. He's, mm. They split him in two oh. and had half each. The womb. Um, the chimeric beings. Wa-womb. Yeah, exactly. Womb. Oh, womb. So so carrot gets owned by Wolfgang the wolf. Um, he is he is owned. Angua is crying about it. She's not even fighting him. She's too upset. And Vimes is like. This is uncomfortable. I'm having a very stressful time right now. Angus family hates carrot. Like they're like they don't like carrot. You left us for him. You left us for this dude. And she's like, well, not really. Like she didn't know he existed when she left. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, She just joined the watch, you know. Um, She came for the watch and stayed for the carrot. Yeah. Now that's a carrot and stick approach. Mm. Um, yeah, so that fails, but then Gavin the wolf goes for him, and and he he they have like a fight wolf on wolf action. Uh, Gaspard mm. but oh. goes for the nuts. Um, he's hel- he's helping, and then they all three go off the go off the cliff and into the into the water far below, and that's the end of that. Gaspard is uh, a they're, very they're good all boy. dead. <laughs> Gaspard is a good boy. He is a good boy. Yeah, I hope he won't fucking die. Yeah, I, I really hope Gaspar doesn't die. Um, so <laughs> why would you say that? Why <laughs> would you say that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think this might be the last time we see Gaspar, but I can't remember. Doesn't Vime say at the end that he died? No, he doesn't die. No, they he, keep, he they keep talks... talking about him getting lifts. Oh, yeah, because okay. he literally talks to death, and death is like, nah, not not now. <laughs> Okay, I, I would. But he has to. He has to find was, his way home alone. I was like confused by that because I was like, there's no way. There's no way Terry killed off Gaspard, but uh, no, he, he mentions him getting a, a lift in a barge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm gonna go home on my own. I'm a good dog. Um, but the, yeah, they all go off the cliff. Um, Gavin is dead. R.A.P. Gavin. Sorry, Angua, that your XBF is uh, is dead. And Vimes is kind of like. He's like upset and stuff, but he's also like, "Wow, Carrot kind of won this one." Yeah, it kind of worked out for him, huh? Uh, he a- keeps having these these little cynical, bitter thoughts about their weird love triangle, where he's like when Carrot's get getting owned, he's like, "Wow, Gavin is really like on top now yeah. that Carrot's getting owned." <laughs> he he looks at him and he's like, "Wow, cooked much?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know if like if like a heroic like sacrifice or like a hero- someone heroically saving you and dying for it, if that's like the ultimate cucking. <laughs> I guess because <laughs> you sort of did everything and then you're still not yeah. getting any because you're dead yeah yeah so that they all end up at they get back to the house and they're like oh finally we can we can chill out for a bit they're all getting ready for the coronation well no first of all no shit first of all they get the scone of stone from the werewolves from Lady Ser- Serafina because she's got the the real scone of stone but it's the fake one that was made in Nightmare Pork and they take it to the dwarves and they're like, you got to let us through because we got the scone of stone. And they're like, okay, we'll let you through, maybe, but I don't know, there's no precedent for this. And then um, Sybil's like, yes, there is. And she sings the fucking uh, dwarf opera about the original scone of stone Very and it epic. rules and she, she's, she owns, she's so cool. Um, and they're like, Not shit, maybe there is a precedent. But she sings with a lot of pathos or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, she's got the passion. There's mm. much blowing of handkerchief, uh, chainmail handkerchiefs, and it's, it's very meaningful. Mm-hmm. 
This is so cool. Um, like, I think this really resonates me to be like uh, bringing up like this like cultural history as like a precedent, mm. like this like shared cultural uh, story, I guess that everyone knows. And then it's, there's gonna be there's gonna keep being callbacks to this, like to the yeah. story. Mm. I mean, it's great because he just does such a good job of creating this culture and being yeah. like they have like we said this before like. They have all these things that's important to them. They have these ways of thinking and it's consistent and it's interesting and it's quite deep and there's quite a lot going on. It's not just like a really shallow, oh, they're fun. I mean, I guess at the beginning of the books, it was like dwarves are funny little guys, yeah. I guess, <laughs> who hit you with an axe. But now they've got this whole like huge... And it, it's varied Like as well. real culture. Like I think mm. reading... And they're different. Mm. And- yeah, reading this book was one of the ones where it... I was thinking a lot about the idea of like fantasy racial traits and and the way Mm. that in this one Terry is so aware that like that is a complete, not just like nonsense idea, but it's also really boring in a fantasy novel. So the whole thing about Discworld being that like you have these cultures and they are really deep and like there are entrenched beliefs and customs, etc. But like at the same time, not everybody agrees and there are like differences of opinion and it just makes it that much more rich to read yeah. about and it's really nice yeah and i think mm. we like remarked on this earlier but like one thing that uh terry Wright does really well is that he can go really nuanced and then at the same time just like be like very um how do i put it he can go incredibly nuanced or he can have a, yeah or he can have something that's just like or he can have the igors who as like <laughs> as a fantasy race is like just like one joke but but like even even <laughs> but that deep but that deep because it's like all meaningful and they like believe in like yeah. living on in other people's yeah. bodies and stuff and even and in, it's so cool in this book there's like the Igor at the end who's like yeah I don't want to be a surgeon like even within the like haha it is like a joke for ninety five percent of the book it still yeah. has that like caveat of okay but not everyone is the same realistically <laughs> it's great yeah. it's, it's so good making these sort of jokes and then trying to carry them through with um, an attention to detail and sort of logically following out how their culture would evolve from those jokes. Yeah. Which yeah. is, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. He's so good at it. And he's so good at coming up with these nuances and stuff that just, I think is, yeah, really, really just effective in a way that's so, that is, it's so unusual for not only a fantasy novel, but a comedy fantasy novel. Fantasy yeah. novel? A comedy fantasy novel just to be able to do that and do it so deftly that I think it is it is really mm-hmm. it's really effective and impressive. Yeah, it's so hard cool. to like the the whole like duality of the of 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 the Terry like it's it's so hard to explain where when I'm like uh, mm. talking to people who are like uh, you know when I try to explain to them what Discworld is right like if they're like yeah, yeah I'm into fantasy books and I'm like yeah my favorite fantasy series is Discworld. But it's like the series of books that start out starts out as a parody, and then they like become like kind of just like comic fantasy novels on their own, and then they like kind mm. of get more serious, but they're still like really funny. Like it's just I don't know this whole yeah, like transformation is like really hard. It's like not a it's it's a complicated cell to explain, but when you read them, yeah. it just happens so naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it shows like a really deep level of care of, about the story, mm. and I think. Because it's one of those things where, like, he clearly cares about it, and he clearly is is actually thinking about the themes, <laughs> and the kind of the the story becomes interesting because of that. Because there is care in it, and it is handled well. Like, if it was just sort of 
if it was just jokes or if it was just parody, it would it wouldn't be interesting, and it is because it isn't just that. I was going to say the thing that I think that's why maybe I like Disco Elysium so much because I think it threads a similar sort of needle where it's simultaneously very serious and also very funny in a very stupid way that sort yeah. of, I think, catches mm. the same sort of tone that Terry does that I think is just very, very hard to do well, um, which is be very funny and also very deep and serious at the same time. Mm. Um. Yeah. Yeah, this is also what this podcast is because we're being very. Funny, we're very we're... deep. We're very deep and also very funny. <laughs> when we talk about mindshot, <laughs> that's very deep because it's a mindshot. <laughs> yeah, it shows our deep reverence and respect for uh, the German language. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's when why say, I eat sausages yeah, with mustard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, with mustard that sounds like an infection yeah so what <laughs> anyway it doesn't matter um, um, <laughs> what here's the thing the mustard is not sharp enough in Germany you can get extra sharp mustard yeah. but they they write it they write it so, so the F on the end looks like uh-huh. a T so it look, I call it extra sharp <laughs> okay good, and it's good truly it's truly very yeah. sharp it's it's the sharpest of mustards. Um, okay, so it's good actually. They, they Joe, the 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 sharp mustard the mustard is good. I like to eat them with the sausages. We all like to eat them with sausages and the mustard. Okay, I hate mustard. This is anyway. What? <laughs> now that's a travesty. That's the true crime. This is a true crime podcast. The crime not liking mustard. <laughs> um, Mustard's great. <laughs> so, it's such a good such a good concept for a for a true crime podcast where it's, it's just like, like really minor crimes. You just you just mention the type of crime and say, Yep, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> true crimes, murder. Yeah. Tax fraud. That's a true crime. Yeah. Also a crime. Jaywalking, not yeah. a true crime. Not no. a true crime. Tax, crime. tax fraud's actually not a crime. You withdraw you no, no, you what you do. Is you send a piece of paper saying that you're withdrawing from uh, your consent that they use your name as a as a corporation, uh, and uh, the person known as John Doe, you know, written in all caps. That's that's it's under Admiralty law. Mm. That makes sense. You know, there's no this crime at a, sea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so true. Because the Forty Seventh Amendment and the British Constitution. <laughs> Yeah, yes, um, look, that's why. That's this why is a sovereign citizen punk. Because of the Magna Carta, there's no crime. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty the funny Magna that they sell, no the, they sell the apes on open sea, but then they still complain when they get stolen. That's so mm. true. Literally, that's where pirate. That's where pirates live on the open sea. Right. Um, stealing, ste- <laughs> stealing an ape is not a crime. I'm saying it here. Please steal someone's ape. Steal my don't steal my pipe. Steal like a fake ape. Um, okay, don't steal apes from a museum. Put them down. Don't go to Bristol Zoo and take the apes. Don't steal, don't um, steal the ape from the zoo. Yeah. Okay, so can you really ever own an ape? Apes that belong to themselves. Yeah. You know, they're just basically people. Let's be honest. Um, never ape an ape man. Exactly. I'm always saying this. Mm. Let's. Talk I'm always more saying about the this. Book. Um, yes. Yeah, so. That we were talking about like. The- how tropes Sorry, are different. the sky outside has turned entirely orange and i'd like to say 
this creeping Dutchification is really it's not on. Mm -hmm. Reminds me of uh, reminds me of a certain president of the United States. <laughs> Garfield. It is actually Andrew Garfield's, Garfield. It is Garfield's birthday today. Actually, happy birthday oh, to happy Garfield. Birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday Garfield. Um, um, Jim Davis, for whatever reason, Juneteenth. Yeah, <laughs> decided that Juneteenth is Garfield's birthday uh, because I guess that's when the first comic strip went live. Um, anyway, so they take the scone of stone to the dwarves. The dwarves let them through. They give it to the king. But they're like, but the ideas taster guy D, who's sort of one of the villains of the book, is like, ah, oh, but it's fake. We, it's not the real Scone of Stone because we destroyed the the other one and then made a fake one. Um, and then Reese Reeson gets Albrecht Albrechtson to come in and he tastes it and has a look at it and he's like, yeah, this is the real one. And here is why I want to talk about my best friend John Berger. <laughs> <laughs> who says the real question is to whom does the meaning of the art of the past properly belong to those who can apply it to their own lives or to a cultural hierarchy of relic specialists makes you think i mean Your this is exactly what that. i did my my yeah my friend john <laughs> my best friend john Berger said that wow the bristol art scene is uh <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy they just know some good shit uh, yeah. yeah, this is like what I wrote my dissertation on, which I think is very funny. Um, yeah, you're a member of the John Bircher Society, Bircher Society aren't mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. you? You're in favor of replicas of art, putting all of your favorite bits of art on a big pin board, and telling people that Eisenhower is a communist. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, because they're like, listen, just basically the original Scone of Stone crumbled after like 150 years because it's you know it's a spread it's not gonna last <laughs> yeah it's not gonna last forever and it's fun that people think that it does but obviously it doesn't um and so every every now and then they just make like a new one and that's normal and that's just like how cultural stuff works it's just like how in saints relics aren't real <laughs> sorry catholics um <laughs> what I you mean, mean a bunch of the relics are literally relics which have been touched on another on something that's supposed to be real yeah. So, and those are the nails of the true cross. They're just nails, were man. Were just nails that they put, like touched to the supposed original true nails of the true cross. You mean this head of John the Baptist I bought from a guy down the back of an alley <laughs> isn't real? <laughs> Why have I been no, it is real. There's three of them. <laughs> it can cure your diseases, so you should rely on that rather than contemporary medicine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Formaldehyde would cure all my diseases. <laughs> Just really make your cells as stiff as possible. Yeah. <laughs> About this whole like, they, they sold like if you if you buy like nine saints foreskins, uh, you get a tenth <laughs> one plus. So I thought they had a great deal on that, but okay, make I a guess whole they're all from the yeah. same saint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if so... you cut it, if you cut it off, it regrows. So yeah. Yeah. No, the <laughs> like thing Wolverine. is, the thing is. They actually just had very, very long foreskins, so you yeah. could just cut them into sections. Oh, I see. That's true. Like, um, have we made like this how they make before? rock. <laughs> I'm sure we have. I feel like we've said this joke before. <laughs> Look, this feels very familiar. This feels I very familiar. I think that was us talking with Ash. Okay, that makes life. sense. <laughs> yeah. We've okay, yeah. Talk. Sorry, we Look, talk we about foreskins a lot. I love having friends who are obsessed with circumcision. Anyway. It's normal, maybe. 
Yeah, so basically, you know, it's about the symbol of the of the scone rather than the actual. It's about it being the know, true the, thing, the physical thing, and the whole of the thing. The, the thing and the whole of the thing, yeah. And um, so it doesn't matter that it's fake because it's basically the same as it being real anyway. Uh, they return it to the dwarves. The dwarves are very grateful. They're like, what can we do for you, Mr... Well, first of all, they have a bit where they get D to, like, confess to his crimes by putting his hands on the on the scone. And even though he sort of knows it's the fake one, it still works on him and he still sort of believes it's real. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very effective. It's a great scene. I love that one. Um, but yeah, the uh, Vimes is, like, falling asleep at this point and Sybil, on his behalf, like, negotiates the, the fat trade for the next three years, um, which is very funny. Also, very importantly in this scene, which, like, I think almost made me cry a little bit, is the fact that, like, whilst Dee is kind of emotionally confessing to um, sort of betraying them a bit, um, because yeah. Dee, Dee's, like, angry that dwarves and Ankh-Morpork are Porker being allowed to... I mean, basically transition... Um, mm. and then blurts out with the line like why should they be allowed to do this I can't and it's like oh <laughs> okay <laughs> it's very yeah. it's very moving mm, it is it very is. sad um, I was reading that on the train and uh, and it tore me up a little bit that's like one of like the whole like final like 50 pages of so many like emotional moments <laughs> yeah it's really it really keeps hitting yeah, there's many ends to this book. It's like and the, the last Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yes, Cherry is like, oh, I'll I'll talk to Dee. I'll go talk to her, and we'll we'll like hash it out. Which is like very, you know, it's very nice. But also, while she's there, she just like <laughs> f- f- finds the names of all her co-conspirators in Agmorfolk. So it's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you yeah. if you transition, you're gonna have to snitch on. Uh, yeah. You have to you have to snitch on your on your co-conspirators. Yeah, I mean, what is transition if not moving from, rather moving to towards truth? Mm. Mm. What is snitching if not telling the truth? The yeah. truth? <laughs> exactly, it's about becoming a snitch. Yeah. Um, I have a philosophy degree. Exactly. So they do that, and then they all go home. And they're like, "Oh, let's get ready for the coronation." Um, Angler and Carrot bury Gavin the wolf. And they have a conversation and Angua's like, how can you still want to be with me when I could go crazy and become a fascist at any moment because I'm a werewolf? And Carrot's like, okay, I'm out of order. Basically, That's Vimes okay. is getting ready for the coronation. <laughs> Vimes is getting ready for the coronation and he keeps getting paranoid that Wolfgang is going to come back because he's not dead because he is a werewolf. Um, but he doesn't. And he's like, oh, it's all going to be fine. And then he goes talk. He goes to talk to Lady Sybil and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm Pregante. Um, I'm going to have a, a child. And Vimes is like, oh, shit. That's kind of like a, a thing. That's a thing. That's a big, important thing for that me to deal something. with. Okay. Uh, how, how did that's that That's crazy. How did that happen? And she's like, well, the normal way that it happens. Um, no, no protection. No sonkies in the, in the Vimes household. You know Vimes is doing it wrong. Yeah. I think he probably <laughs> you know, just assumed just... Sybil was too old, and then yeah. and then she says yeah. that weird line about "I was bred for breeding." <laughs> I was bred for breeding as a member of the aristocracy. I can give birth to many, many children. Um, I'd be fine about it. It's good. This is this was this was a, another very emotional moment for me, which is cringe because. Uh, 
uh, so we hate childbirth on this podcast. Yeah, we we hate birth, but uh, but <laughs> it's still you know it's still it's still a nice affecting moment. Mm. I don't. I love childbirth. I don't have to do it. <laughs> it's cool. Gross. Not yet. You don't. No. <laughs> Give it ten years. George has put in the birthing pool. Yeah, what <laughs> Joe yeah. Brandon is making Mpreg uh, mandatory. <laughs> Oh, thank God. I've Milked been waiting. by Joseph Brandon. <laughs> I, I bear his Biden son. Yeah. Yeah, so, so so she's pregnant, and then there's, like, a crash from downstairs, and Igor has been killed by Wolfgang, who is, in fact, back, uh, and sort of leaves a trail of destruction uh, in his wake. Vimes tries to arrest him. He runs off. Vimes is like... Okay, so I'm really angry. My wife is pregnant. What if I what if I sort of do premeditated murder, kind of? So he takes a flare and he follows him and then he like throws the flare in the air knowing that he's going to catch it like a dog would and then he blows up. It's pretty uh, epic. I'm sorry. Yeah, he blows his head off. Yeah, it's See, This it's is pretty, why I think this is Terry cool. Pratchett's doom. This is doom. <laughs> He'd been playing too much doom. <laughs> If I'm like bunny hops across the town square, like for like turns three sixty degrees and throws a grenade directly into Wolfgang's mouth. Yeah, Vimes ter- Vimes blows him up and then goes boom headshot afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, damage, okay. damage to him that um, Wolfgang started flashing like orange and blue, and all he had to do was press in the right trigger and to do a glory kill. Yeah, and he, he took that opportunity. But he crucially, you know, we're we're japing and joshing around here, but. That's a, that's like a very good bit of writing from Terry here, where he's like, uh, Vimes was like, Vimes could have said many things at this point. He could have said boom headshot, uh, but he, <laughs> he didn't that. because that would have meant uh, that he'd have to acknowledge he just did murder. Which, yeah, uh, it, that which would I mean that he was, was playing like... a lame game, <laughs> a lame game like Doom rather than a cool game like Minecraft. <laughs> Like mine shaft. Like mine shaft. I thought that was like a killing really, really... with a chainsaw lame. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good piece of writing from Terry there. I really like that. Anyway, yeah, because this like this is this is the thing that's going to go into third a lot, which is Vimes getting really mad and like not knowing whether or not it's okay to murder. Or, like he's like, can I kill? <laughs> is it alright if I kill a guy if I knew that he was going to resist arrest? And that, like, I kind of wanted to kill him because I knew he would keep on coming after, like, Angler and Carrot forever, basically. And, you know, maybe not, but maybe at the same time. Maybe it's okay to, like, blow a fascist head off with a with a flare. Yeah. Who's to say? The, the answer is difficult to extrapolate into the real world because, as far as we know, there aren't werewolf fascists running around. And it becomes difficult to draw a direct parallel in this case. Mm-hmm. Should, I guess he's like, should he's police like a be able to murder right? people for resisting arrest? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Most of the time, no. Uh, what if they're a werewolf um, fascist? Well, in that case, uh, the situation is complicated. <laughs> it's, Look, it's fine. The Supreme Court has ruled that you're perfectly allowed to shoot someone in the back when they run away. Yeah. Because that's they're dangerous. That's true. They're a criminal. That's true, they did say And the Supreme that. Court is made up of normal guys who don't absolutely get endless emails from their wife telling them about how Joe Biden is a clone. <laughs> God. Yeah, it's a good system. Yeah. Um, Look, the Supreme Court is just is just scared that they're going to be impregnated if Joe Brandon gets his way. So. 
Which they should be, because yeah. they're going to be the first to be impregnated. Let's be honest. Yeah. As the Supreme Court, the final uh, court, the, the court that makes the American law, you know, the, the one that really makes a law a law. Yeah. They know that Hillary Clinton is already in Guantanamo. <laughs> <laughs> they're good guys. Mm-hmm. Very trustworthy. Yeah, it's fine. I think it's normal. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's cool. They start um, giving out all of their decisions as like um, Facebook memes that are heavily pixelated. Yeah. Yeah. Be great. Look, it's um, it's cool when Vimes kills a guy. Um, it's kind of epic. Hate, I mean, it's not. Guy. It's bad. It's bad. But we, we hate, hate this, this guy, guy but like this is extremely affecting to Vimes. Like this yeah. really upsets him. And like Tantony is there, and he's like, "Listen." I did just kill a guy in cold blood, and you kind of know that I did that, even though I I told him that he was resisting arrest. Um, and Antony was like, "Well, you didn't, you weren't to know that he would catch it like a dog would." And Vimes is like, "Yeah, sure, I didn't know that. Don't worry about yeah. it." <laughs> but so yeah, this is like kind of a an important moment, really. But he's like got a kid now, so he's like time to murder. It's just like John Wick, <laughs> maybe. Um, <laughs> It's yeah, it's just like John Wick. If John Wick had a kid and his dog didn't you know, die, John, he had John a Wick, where the dog is a child. It's, it's just like John Wick, except like all the famous things about John Wick weren't true. Yeah, it's like John Wick if it was uh, different, um, and he was fine. <laughs> What's different? And there were werewolves. <laughs> this is just like God of War. The one yeah. where he has it a is son. like God of War, where he's yeah. got a son. Yeah, the the one with the son. The one with the son. Yeah, goes, I, boy. I know that one. Yeah, the new one. The yeah, the one where he's a dad and he has a son. Yeah, yeah, that one. Like um, I love video games. I, I have played love all video of them. Games. I have all the Me. consoles. I have the PlayStation <laughs> Three, Minecraft. PlayStation Four, <laughs> PlayStation Five, Xbox One, Xbox Two, uh, uh Xbox Ten, Nintendo Wii. I got all of them. Nintendo, the Nintendo games. Us. Yeah. Okay. So so that hap- so that happens. So he kills he kills him, and then they go do the coronation, and it's kind of boring, but it's sort of event- not that eventful. Um, until they go up to meet the the king again, and he shakes Cherry's hand and is like, "Oh, you're not wearing a dress." And Cherry's like, "Yeah, you know, I don't have to wear a dress to prove anything, because like I know dwarves what I feel comfortable <laughs> with." Oh, you yeah. femininity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I, listen, I know I'm a I'm a female dwarf and I can dress up in a dress or I can wear trousers and just a little bit of tasteful makeup if I feel like it. Um and the king is like, ah, oh, but you must give me the address of your dressmaker. Um and she's like, Whoa, what? <laughs> Crazy. Girl game. Oh shit. Girl king. We gotta go, boss <laughs> king. I wish there was a word just- for that. <laughs> <laughs> a kill king, queen. Yeah, it, it's a it's a dwarf king. <laughs> dwarf kings can be any gender. Um, so true. He shakes Cherry's hand, and then he shakes Detritus's hand, and everyone's like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" What? He shook hands. Representation matters. Um, <laughs> and Vimes is like, "This might not actually have any material like effect, but it might." Also, it's symbolically cool and might have like a, you know, politically might have an effect on people some ripples. in a way. Yeah. Yeah, a cultural change. He, he keeps calling things as like the howl, like the howl of the wolves, which is like a motif that comes up quite a lot. And he's like, this is its own kind of howl, but it's yeah. just like politi- political. He has a moving castle. Um, um, yeah. 
Polit- mm. Political howl, howls moving as well. Um, it's about a collective conversation. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I just like you hearing Robin's background right now. <laughs> that's that's the howl. <laughs> yes. There's nothing I can do about it. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Yeah, so, so they have that, and then they go back, and Vimes is like, listen... I'm done with this for a bit. I'm going to take the long way home like the witch is doing, which is abroad. And I'm going to see the sights. Me and Sybil are going to chill. We're going to have a holiday. It's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. And the rest of you can just sort of go home. And uh, Carrot agrees that he'll kill Angua if she goes crazy. And she's like, thank you. So so their relationship is good now. It's it's so romantic, but I mean it's it's very similar to what the relationship the four of us have because that's the pact we all mm. made with each other when we yeah. started this podcast. Yes, yeah. any of us turns fascist. <laughs> yeah, if we get cancelled online, then we'll kill the one who gets cancelled. If um, any of us starts like unironically like retweeting uh, memes about uh, about the Nazis being right, um, you're gonna have to. I suppose uh, too ironically. Yeah. Ironically, it's fine. <laughs> ironically, which we do now. I, I'm gonna be retweeting ironically. Love my ironic memes Nazi memes. Do <laughs> <laughs> any, any of us turn against the one, the one true uh, pope? Yeah, the yeah. one true Catholic. Church. If anyone starts saying that, that that pretender in Rome is, is the pope, no, no, no. Avignon all the way, baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If any of us start believing the lies of Satan, um, yeah. then we'll turn on them and kill them. And then that way you'll know that the podcast will remain pure mm-hmm. and holy. If any of us starts like posting about how we hope the uh, Queen of England is going to stay alive for even longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's gonna I wish just she the same never she dies. For a long yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfectly preserved. <laughs> I wish I had a monarchy as well. I the wish Hungarian that monarchy. we. I wish if we start saying stuff like I wish every country had our queen. Why can't you be the queen of even more countries? As I give to you. Yeah. yeah, but that's some. That's something we would say. If we would say that, right? That would be bad. But we have to put that here. That uh, mm. you know, that's bad. Don't cut! Don't cut them out of context and like post and spread, uh, spread them, um, you know, to our enemies. Don't, don't, don't give our enemies audio where we would stay say things like, "I think homophobia is fine," which I don't agree with. I do. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I. D- <laughs> we on this podcast um, are proud supporters of homophobia, and we always have been. No, I think that's yeah. bad actually. Oh, okay. Sorry, all of us I apart from George are proud supporters Cassia of Cassia should have died twice. He did. I think Cassia should have died <laughs> three times. He li- he literally did die like four times. He has died so many times, <laughs> and he got the most homophobic ending possible because he did end up in super hell. Yeah, he ended up in gay super hell, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, what were we saying? Why are we talking? I don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About, yeah. Uh, so Angua will be killed by Carrot yeah. if if she goes crazy. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna I, be thought. You know. I heard that's a really dark book, uh, and I guess that's yeah, that's because... where Carrot kills Angua. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they they've sort of made up, and she's coming back to Angua's and she's gonna stay in the watch. Um, her and Carrot are gonna go back, and it's all gonna be fine. Uh, Vimes is gonna go on holiday with Sybil. Um, 
He briefly has a conversation with Lady Margalotta where he's like, how did Wolfgang get up the waterfall? That seems extremely hard to do. And she's like, yeah, I don't know, had a lift, maybe. He was always going to come back anyway, so I just like tighten the storyline a bit, you know. She's extremely cool. Just put the put the plot put the plot points forward. Um, we see her briefly in like a a teetotal meeting, yeah. and she's talking about like how you don't want blood. What you really want is power, and actually, it's not really power; it's control that you want. You want to be in control of mm. things. Um, so that's very normal. She's very and hot. not at all concerning. <laughs> she is very hot. Vampires, um, and yeah, and then Vibes is like, "Oh, did you 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 met you met veterinary, didn't you? You met veterinary, and you taught him all all he knows." And she's like, "No, I didn't teach him all well, I know. He taught, yeah." And it's like, "Oh shit, he taught her things." Whoa, Ooh. whoa, that's hot. That is hot. Hmm. Um, and then um, yeah, so she, she's cool. I uh, I wonder if we'll ever see her again. Maybe not. Maybe. Yeah, and then the only thing that really happens after that is that they go home and they find Nobby Nobs's <laughs> like police union that isn't particularly successful because no one really wants the police, so it's not very like you, you withhold your labor and like nothing really happens. Uh, actually, crime's gone down, <laughs> so it's like it's sort of realistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Carrot uh, goes sicko mode like once again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gets back and he's like, wow, really, it's my fault that this has all happened. Um, I shouldn't have left. That's so rude of me. Uh, you better fucking get the guys back in the watch because otherwise I'm sure Mr. Vimes is going to be extremely angry and really want to know like what happened. He's going to go spare. He's going gonna to ask questions. Um, he's going to go berser. He's going to go absolutely berser. Librarian poo. So, yeah, uh, they get it sorted out and Carrot's, like, kind of whips them into shape with his sort of creepy evilness. And Angus like, wow, he really can be evil when he means to. Remember There's a whole sort of Patrick stuff with that. Remember had that, like, review we read a while ago where he was like, yeah, I think Vimes is more interesting because Carrot is just good. Yeah. I love when, I love when you understand the point. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, Vimes talks about this a lot, about, like, how if... Um, I mean, Angua and Vimes do. Like, how if maybe Gavin had been the one to fight Wolfgang first, then Carrot might have gone over the waterfall and died. But, like, Carrot just exists as this sort of force that sort of destiny bends around him and he just sort of manages to get through stuff. Like, there's a bit where him and Angua are set upon by wolves and he just, like, gets to the main wolf and just, like, attacks him and, like, bites his neck and, like, puts him down. It's like, I'm in charge now and it just works. Um, <laughs> he just manages to sort of always bend things so that it kind of works out for him even though it doesn't seem necessarily like he's doing it on purpose he's just one of those people where it's like he has this sort of I don't know, this destiny or this this presence that can't really it can't really be affected by external forces in the way that maybe yeah. it would be for other people although I think Vimes is the same like come on yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did how did, yeah. how did Vimes survive this? It was like you know every single I mean? time it talks about oh the trousers of time, he's always going down the correct leg. So yeah. well, we we wouldn't hear about the incorrect one. You know what I mean? It's uh, survival bias. Mm. All true, true. but yeah. Syndrome. yeah, yeah. But he literally is the protagonist. <laughs> yeah, it's just really uh, it's just really cool how I mean there's there's like the 
I, I know we're at the final bit, right? Like it's that's how it ends. Mm, yeah, this is very funny end. scene at the yeah. end where, uh, where like Kara, I don't know, the Nobby and Colin plot uh, wraps up in a you know it got just enough time in the book that it was like not distracting from the plot, but it was like really funny. So I like that. But it was just, I was just kind of, I think, I think like one thing that like I really appreciated in like this section or like in this like third of the book is that we get such a strong voice for Vimes like being like completely at his end like being like really like really pushing through and pushing through even more and then like you know just completely sleep deprived and like his pants frozen and everything and there's still like more to Mm. come like it's just it's a funny book but it's just like really grueling to like to like be in Vimes' head, and I don't know Terry. Terry has such a good like voice with writing that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, there's really not yeah. not that much. There's a couple of other POVs, but like in it's in like this last third, it's like eighty percent Vimes at least. Yeah, like a lot of this is just Vimes' like final journey and learning about symbols and communication yeah. and wolves and society and having like a whole a whole adventure about it. Learning uh, the whole, mad, like, killing shit. The whole, like, John Burgess stuff, but, like, completely sleep-deprived, like... Yeah. While fighting for your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's good. I think it's it's good that he is very sleep-deprived throughout this whole thing. I like to imagine him looking very bedraggled. Yeah. Mm. Like in Venom. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly like Venom. I mean, he must look like absolute shit. Yeah. There is a bit when he sees the three sisters where he th- they're a bit like, hello. He's like, I gotta get out of here. Tom, Hard- Tom Hardy wouldn't be like a bad casting for Vimes. Like, I could see that. It would kind of, kind of work. thick. Like, physically, not mentally. Yeah. Yeah. He could make it work. You're saying, saying that Vimes isn't caked up. Yeah. I just imagine him really, like... Yeah, he's scrawny. Scrawny, yeah. Yeah, he's wiry. Yeah. It's just like a little guy. What if Kieran Culkin was? Fine? Oh no, he he's too. He's too. Too, too young. Too young. He's not and British. Too <laughs> he's like too rat-like. Actor, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Who's British? Who's a British actor who could play Vimes? Mm. Uh, I mean, I don't hate the guy they actually has to play as Vimes in the adapt in the watch. I thought he was alright. <laughs> if it had yeah, been a better yeah. show, maybe. Yeah, he could have played mm. it differently. He was a bit sort of, yeah, maybe a bit goofy. I don't yeah. think Vimes is supposed to be that sort of. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he he doesn't look yeah. wrong for Vimes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. sort of that's the end of the book. That's the fifth elephant, um, and the real fifth elephant was the podcast <laughs> who made the along the way. <laughs> yeah. The chefs who mined that's along true. the way. That's yeah. <laughs> true. It was. Uh, the shafts that we were mining you know what i mean yeah, yeah the real development is mine shaft in the corner it's just so good how like you know like it, it has this great like vimes focus but like the way like all the other characters like come in like the way like uh angwa and uh and carrots plot like fold into it um the way the cheery like gender cry- gender stuff like ends up like in the end mm. uh the way the Sybil stuff, you know. I don't know. There's just, so many elements. It's so good. Yeah. Their, their relationship is like Vimes and Sybil's relationship or marriage, I guess. You yeah. Know, at the end, it's just like really sweet. I'm just really happy for them, I guess. No, it's like, it's couple yeah. goals. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, they're both like 
a bit old and a bit weird, but it, it works, you know? Um, yeah, and there's just like a lot in it about cultural stuff and not fitting into particular cultural, you know, cultural or societal mores. You've got like, you know, the, the dwarves with their gender stuff and they're trying to fit in and um you've got like even like whether it's like sip it's like angua not being able to be normal because her family yeah. is like these fucked up fascists mm -hmm. and how i don't know it's just well sybil it's good not aligning it's with cool. her class Sib sybil not being posh enough yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 no it's it's yeah it's good it's cool uh they get an eagle for the watch and he's got a um he's got a rabbit with a bunch of ears on it it's got an ear rabbit it's called eerie yeah he can grow and he grows noses. noses. Yeah. He can and grow he, noses from he scratch. He has a speech impediment where he sometimes pronounces the S's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's I like young it. I think, it's, I think it's my favorite one. Yeah. Mm. It's just good. It's just purely... It's pure it's magic. Thank you, Terrence. Yeah, he's like... It's just like... I mean, especially this final section, the way he like wraps up all the themes. It's like It's like watching watching terry like dunk like 50 baskets <laughs> like i don't know it's just... yeah it's just yeah it seems so effortless which is very funny because i think it does take effort because we've seen what happens when he doesn't put yeah. the effort in <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean i love eric we love eric i can't wait to eric. talk about eric uh, again. again in a in a in a few weeks time that's gonna be very exciting with some, with some pals Eric 2, the Eric King. Faust yeah. 2, crossed out Eric 2. <laughs> um, yeah, Faust, Faust 2, that's a classic. I, I love I Faust, the sequel. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wish they just. Fo I wish Faust had focused more on how cool it is to make a deal with the devil. That would have been yeah. cool. I would have liked that. Mm. It had to be mm. like, oh no, it's a bad idea. <laughs> Fucking sucks. Yeah. Faust should have written like a, a how not to sell your source mm. of the devil guide just like about his the mistakes he made and be like here's yeah. how you do it right this time that would be a great buzzfeed article <laughs> i think faust um, has like too many rhymes in it and it's written too much in german uh i agree and, uh, if i see something written in german i'm like you could not do that <laughs> you can do that these pa days <laughs> uh, pa apart from mineshaft which is perfect <laughs> Yeah, there's not enough. There's not even any travel pluses in it, which is like in a story taking place in Germany. Come on, <laughs> unrealistic. Unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> Mephisto visits Faust as his like fucking his travel pussy. Uh, <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, I see you are an unashamed pervert. Would you care to sell your soul? Your soul? <laughs> no shame for fucking a travel pussy if that's all you have available that's perfectly fine don't worry about it yeah this is a this is a travel pussy positive podcast yeah. as long as you don't develop a piss kink we don't you can't support that no piss, sorry no. sorry the entire city uh, of melbourne carpets yes um carpets that's a medical issue you need to stop <laughs> <laughs> but i understand it I understand. Listen, we all understand it. We've all we've all fucked a carpet in our time, but you you for the for the benefit of your dick, you gotta not do yeah, it. Yeah, when you when you're like, oh, I can't afford this travel pussy. It costs like three euros, but I do have a carpet at home. <laughs> now that's the cost of living crisis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we should uh, wrap up. I think. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Thank you for listening to Who Watches the Watch, a podcast 
that regularly updates every now and then. Um, we'll figure it, maybe. Uh, thank you for, for participating in this social experiment known as Who Watches the Watch. <laughs> I hope you learned a lot. You can donate to our Patreon to get Dark Spell. The book that we're writing is a sequel to Heart Spell. Uh, that is also available on... Um, uh, Heart Spell is available on Amazon Books, unlike other Bella Forest novels, so you yeah. should you should really <laughs> get to, that on ebook. Not to spoil an upcoming thing we're gonna have to talk about, but all of Bella Forest's books have been like pulled from all online retailers apparently. So you know, our podcast is the only retailers. place to hear like our and physical retailers. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. It's, it's been pulled from Amazon, pulled from Barnes and Noble. So you know, our podcast is the only place where you can find out what the gender <laughs> game is about or what uh, uh, you know. You know how we uh. You know how we only have like fragments of Sappho's poetry because it was quoted in other things. <laughs> you know how we talked about, um, uh, or people have been talking about all my apes gone. Well, that's happened with the works yeah. of Bella Forest. So. To, yeah, just, all, all, my, all like my shade a, of vampires gone. Like a future project reconstructing the gender game from like our episode. <laughs> yeah, like we know this happens from this, but when they said this joke, were they talking literally, or was this just a bit? Modern historians can't tell. There's various camps. Did they really yeah. have? Did they really take a thing that makes their voice drop, or was that just a funny joke? Uh, you should listen to our gender games episode. That's on this feed. You've probably already listened to it. Um, anyway, yeah, gender. you can. You can. Anyway, what I'm saying is that you can donate to our Patreon if you want to for three euros a month to get access to all of the shit that's on there, our musical episodes, etc. Or you can donate five and have your name shouted out like these people. Terran. Taryn. Sarah McClintock with a lot of exclamation marks. McClintock, yes. McClintock, McClintock. I can't McClintock, make noises because of the. <laughs> <laughs> Ognian Kalolifer. Mm. Milk Succubus. Justin Crandall. Evan DM. Cora. Antigone Progany. Special thanks for our patrons on the Bjorn Strong in the M tier, Uncles of the Show, Tintin. Slime Simon. Tim. We got Tintin on the part, amazing. Flash Wraith, Jason Flash Hage, Gardai, yes. and mm. Big Flat Bun. Mm. Wow, there's yes. so many people. Thank you. Thank you. That's so, so many large, people, and so you're flat. all you're all beautiful, and you don't deserve this, but you're getting you're it anyway. You're all gormless yeah. rubes um, for giving us your hard-earned You're all money. fools. You're all fools. Um... Thank you to all of those uh, people. Uh, you can join our Discord if you want to join in the conversation, by which I mean talking about the Balkans or food or yeah. maybe, literally anything. Look, maybe you'll meet the yeah, love you of your life in our discourse. That's a possibility. Um, mm. You want to talk about notting? Join the Discord. Um, you want to find love? My, join our Discord. If you want to, if you're looking for a partner or a girlfriend, you should join our Discord. It's got proven sometimes effectiveness. Um, it's, I think, like, I think it's like... A, Percentage-wise, you know, it's like extraordinarily effective. Like for c- compared to like looking, what happens. You're looking in for discourse. a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a friend, a partner, partner in crime, a comrade. Is, I think an higher, affiliate, an is, enemy. Join the Discord. Yeah, there's. I think there's a higher chance than going on a dating than 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 you'd find from a dating app. So yeah, we that's, can't that's guarantee definitely results, statistically though. true. No, don't sue <laughs> us if, if it's not true. Legally speaking, but personally, it's actually made me less attractive as a potential partner. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so there you go. I had a very stressful time trying to explain to people how me and Rowan knew each other. Um, it was 
we got called out at a stand-up evening and it was very it was very uncomfortable <laughs> uh for everybody everybody at the stand-up evening but i was already uncomfortable because i hate comedy but yeah, why were you anyway at um <laughs> because i was comedy. trying to i was trying to establish new friendships but i meant that i had to go to a stand-up evening and i was like this is going to be terrible but i'm going to do it for the sake of the new friendships and then i went and it was terrible and i was like why did i go when i hate comedy um what's but the listen, deal with friendships what's the deal with friendships um comedy is bad anyway okay, uh, you can anyway we'll see you next week or next time um until then this has been who watches the watch uh beyond strong in the arm is my uncle you face my uncle granny weatherwax as always says fuck turfs fuck turfs um this elephant eat fat if you're trans you gotta snitch on your uh uh, the thing in the hole of the thing. Um, eat bread. Mine shaft. Yeah. Mine shaft. Mine shaft. Bye. Ouch. Mine shaft. Mine shaft.